I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Uh, hello, welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan. I am joined, as always, with my colleague, Aaron Chalk. How's it going, Aaron? All good, Shane. How are you? I am very well, thank you very much. I am very, very well. Um, and this week, we will be talking about gaming ads. Um, and Aaron is, uh, I guess everyone probably knows anyone who's met him, is a big, big gamer. Huge, huge yeah. gamer. Huge Definitely. Game. Remember, you used to work in Extra Vision. I used to work at Extra Vision as a game specialist, and I'm yeah. I'm proud of that because during during the interview, this is the time when PS3 was like the height of it, and it was out for maybe two years, uh, mm-hmm. two two and a half years. And during the interview, at the very end, uh, he goes, "So what console do you have?" And I was like, "Oh, PS2," and they both looked at each other and <laughs> looked at me, and I still got the job. So I was, uh, I was pretty happy with that one. Sales were a little bit slow in Castlebar for games alone. Uh, you had the same mm-hmm. people come in over and over. Uh, so, you know, you can you don't get much of an opportunity. You didn't have a Christmas rush because I, it was a summer job. So by the end of it, I just convinced myself to buy a PS3. Uh, and that helps. That helped my targets. That helped, helped the targets. What's also funny is I've lived with you on countless different times. Mm-hmm. And you are not a gamer. <laughs> and I know, I know, actual gamers, and it was so funny. This gamer episode of your life was uh, was very interesting to watch to watch unfold when you did purchase that PS3. Yeah, I gotta gotta make that bread, Shane. You know, gotta no, pay no, for college. I respect. I, look, I respect the grind. You know what I mean? <laughs> that hustle life, yeah. <laughs> I respect the hustle of trying to convince farmers in Castle Bar to buy PS3s for fucking. Uh, but it wasn't just about the console; it was all about the upsell of the of the accessories. Maybe that's why I'm in the, the an, an accessory pack. fiend. Rumble packs, or am I showing my age? Is that very uh, uh, that, that's, that's even beyond me. That's beyond me. It was all about See, the that's why charger, you're not a gamer. <laughs> charger docking stations and extra batteries for oh, the yeah. Xbox uh, or, controllers. Or the the game controllers that like lit up and had water in them and stuff like that you remember all that crap or oh, it was um big one was the selling the the wii um steering wheel for uh for mario kart the, oh, the, the little foam thing that, that you put fine. the put the controller right into. come here to me tell me this and tell me no more what's your favorite game of all time um or even the one you maybe it's a tie between uh call of duty modern warfare 2 and um spider-man uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, the recent one coming out on came out on the PS4. Interesting. Tie between those. Really? Um, you wouldn't like the Amazing Spider-Man from PlayStation Two, the one that came out. Toby Maguire's one that that new one is modeled on. I never Isn't actually played. I never played it. Um, uh, I never a lot of the it. same missions and stuff are actually from that. No, um, I was uh, that that pa- that one passed me by. Um, I was uh, big into Call of Duty type of games when it was yeah, um, back that. back then. Mm. I would be um, I'd probably have three I've one for each console really I'd probably on the Sega I'd probably be Sonic on Nintendo probably Goldeneye would have been up there for me um, Mario 64 was pretty unbelievable as well um, and then on the Playstation I, I had an N64 not a Playstation 1 so I have no love for Playstation 1 uh, Playstation 2 then Probably one of the first games I got was the Christmas was SSX. And to this day, I still adore it to the extent that I got your PlayStation 3 off you and bought PlayStation <laughs> 3 versions of SSX and played it there recently enough. Um, I just adore 
I adore those games. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there's some goose new stuff. I played that Spider Man one as well, so that's yeah. uh, it's a good that's a good game. I do I do have a gripe though about about modern games um, mm-hmm. that they're the amount that they're forcing you online to play with strangers yeah. in these kind of open world, not open world, but 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 kind of ba- battle royale type style games. I absolutely hate it. I tried it once or twice and I went in on the level where I'm clearly a beginner but I was getting chopped up as soon as I spawn and like you've no chance of even getting good because you get destroyed straight away and you have people shouting in the game at you and you're like what, what what's going on here just give me a good old school campaign game that I can get into the storyline that's why I love Modern Warfare 2 because there was a good storyline to it and you got into it and it was mm-hmm. a long game and you can actually progress through it where when you have randomers shouting at you through your controller and you're getting killed every two seconds and then you're out of the game and you just have to watch them. No, nah, no. Nah, I hate that. You're, I hate you're, you're, for, for young gamers now who play Fortnite and all, you sound like the equivalent of an old man wanting to make a jigsaw. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it feels like I, I'm 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 one of a, a dying breed that's into it, and uh, I I yeah just just let me just buy the game, play the game. I think for me, I think the best way to get into those games, and I think we were too old. I have a few friends who got into it this way who are my age as well, but it's because they lived together and they had a PS3 each in different rooms, so they used to play GTA five online where they'd both be like okay let's meet up here so they'd be in a team so you actually were playing with your friends but how ridiculous is that you needed two consoles in one house but um <laughs> uh so that got that was a, to... that was definitely a boom household if there's two ps3s <laughs> oh no it was it was us in our 20s so the boys had them they just brought yeah, them in because they figured they could do it you know what i mean um i love that hacking it to to make it work yeah and then um but what i thought was i was like oh that's a good way to get into it so then if you ended up with a circle of friends who all had a console you'd be like oh we're all buying red dead redemption let's start a quest on red you yeah. know what i mean it's it's that kind of but well, for you see, me you need, I, you need friends for that chain uh so that that's probably where i fell but, down i didn't but, have have friends to to do that with but you know but you it's, it's gaming, good for those that did yeah but it's 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 at our age i think it was hard to convince someone to buy a ps5 and we we're going to play online they're like no i have a mortgage I'm not buying a PS5. <laughs> if the bank see that on my statement, yeah. 500 quid going to Smith's, I am screwed. <laughs> 500 quid and the rest. <laughs> and the rest is, is, is right. Um, because like you always, I think you run a fine balance as a grown-up. I know I do personally this all the time and sometimes I fail at this. Whereas you, I get little glimpses into my life being like, when I was a kid, I was like, if I said I had, like I got a paycheck, I would have went straight out to Smith's and I would have bought, yeah, I want a PS5. I want that game. I want that game. I want I want the gamer seat that has the speakers in the back. I always wanted that for, for racing but, games with the, with the pedals in that and the, oh, I always wanted the racing gear. gear. It's a constant battle as a grown-up, not to just fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, and then no, being a grown-up, you kind of forget and the time you go fuck it is like, ah, go for pints or something like that. Right? I know, or, yeah. Where you, getting... you squash down the inner child, you to go let's let's just buy toys let's buy toys toys are great toys Toys are great toys are great i haven't jeez you should see the dust on my ps ps4 (laughs) it's uh it's a disgrace to be honest with you um okay 
So with that in mind and that, oh, uh, that that feels cathartic now what we just does, did there. It? Really, an really awful let lot off. of people awful lot of people listening being like, Fuck it, I'm gonna go play some video games. <laughs> <laughs> if you Co- use uh, I love that ad ten, you get ten percent off at Smith. No yeah. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday. Um, but uh yeah, so let's I tell you what, let's let's kick straight into it. You're gonna go first. Go. Yes, so um uh, my my one is for a game I actually never played, but I I played a version of this game once and I fell in love with it and I've always loved this game, but literally just fa- played it once at a friend's house. But uh, this I think is just a beautiful ad, um. So it's it, it's worth mentioning. So this one is for Halo Three and the ad is called Believe. So let's just watch it first. Rated M for mature. Yeah, I just I just was captivated by that ad, by just the visuals of it and without any movements for ninety nine percent of it, apart from camera movement, it tells a lot of different individual stories um that's happening on this, this battlefield. So it was created by obviously Microsoft for, for, for Xbox uh, and New Deal Studios. And it was part of a major Halo 3 marketing campaign that from jumping into the rabbit hole that is Halo fandom seems to be one of the best marketing campaigns they've done for for the Halo franchise. And it was it was massive and it has loads of different arms and different things that they've done, which is seem really cool. Um, but this this was one of the centerpieces and it was around focused around an actual real life diorama. Uh, of the one of the battle scenes from the the human covenant war um and this diorama was uh, a real life thing that was on display that people could go and see it was at 112 scale and depicting obviously the the, the battle scenes but all the uh marines that you see as humans in in the piece they were they were actually actors whose faces were scanned uh, and the models made based on on, on their 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 facial uh, their facial expressions uh, acted so it, it it gives it that real human type of uh, type of feel um, the character at the end uh, is John one one seven part of the uh, United Nations Space Command who's uh, obviously major in in the game um, is he not Master Chief no is that not his name no it's John one one seven is is the character at the end because he's the he's the uh, soldier who gives them all hope and hence the whole campaign called believe so that they all uh start obviously getting hope uh for to win the battle uh, against these alien uh creatures um so then the the actual ad was cre- directed by i believe was rupert miles he was known for a lot of uh 
uh, gaming ads and he's done Ghost in a Shell he's directed Snow White and the Huntsman um, which isn't a bad film I, I, I'd interject and I like Hemsworth Hemsworth's fun I don't like um, what's her name from Twilight she's tough no no she looks but that's great why Hemsworth, new, uh, Hemsworth got trailer. the sequel and she didn't um, but the uh, he's actually his new project he's he's directed the pilot of The Foundation and that legendary story that's been very hard to make that Apple TV are in the middle of launching at the minute I think it, the, the first few episodes are out so mm-hmm. I've yet to watch the, the pilot on that um, but yeah it, I just the ad itself it just it just drew me in um, and as I said I'm not a big Halo uh, a player I've I, I really like the, the game from when I played it as a teenager once um, but I was always I'm locked into the PlayStation cycle so I never got a chance to explore the franchise properly but I just just love that ad so I'd say a lot of people listening who played Halo could tell John 117 is Master Chief so it's Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 he's known well, as Master Chief there just you, so you know um, so a lot of people call him Master Chief um, he is 6 foot 10 just in case you want to. Um, so he's the main uh, thing. I, I also managed to... I have a few friends now who are, who are Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I I avoided Microsoft and Halo. Just wasn't into it. It wasn't for me. I was more into kind of PlayStation 2. That's, that's a really nice ad, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the... It reminded me of Warhammer. You know, Warhammer, the little figurines mm-hmm. that were like... Di- that are dioramas like that. Um, just the detail and at the start I was like is this I was like that's a really particular type of CGI at the start <laughs> I was like what an interesting decision and then they did this pan around a fireball and I was like that's that's not CGI yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool I like that it's I like that he's clearly losing the battle and then it, it moves into the game you know what I mean so um, hmm. Diorama was made anyway or Diorama was made for the ad I don't know if I don't know either way, okay. which came first, chicken or egg, diorama or ad. <laughs> I, I I don't know, um, but it was a real thing that people could could see. I I think it might have been, and I would imagine it was a style. And then they're like, you know what, this is this is cool. Let's let's leave this up or something like that. You know, um, yeah. But, but I imagine because the Warhammer community potentially could be involved in it people were probably doing stuff like that anyway but i believe you could uh, you could actually buy the action figures and everything as part of the that campaign it was it yeah. was it was that that broad and expansive and yeah. and that's just one ad of a lot yeah, of I know, there was a lot halo like, 3. yeah um actually my second ad that i was going to show was is another halo 3 it's a live action uh, version of the ad uh not of that, that ad but um yeah. it, it's just it's just really well executed, and that's for and that's saying something. Someone who doesn't know the story of the game at all, and I still love the ad. That's 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 pretty good. Like, yeah, mm. that was a cool ad. I like that. I like the slightly different, not what you're expecting. Cool. Okay, so um, that's a good choice. What we will do is we'll go on to my one now, and uh, my one, we will just lash it up first from 1999, and then we will. Chat about it. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Let's go. For years I've lived a double life. In the day I do my job, I ride the bus, roll up my sleeves with the hoi polloi. But at night, I live a life of exhilaration. Of missed heartbeats and adrenaline. And, if the truth be known, a life of dubious virtue. I won't deny I've been engaged in violence, even indulged in it. 
I have assailed adversaries and not merely in self-defense. I've exhibited disregard for life, limb and property. And savored every moment. You may not think it to look at me, but I have commanded armies and conquered worlds. And though in achieving these things, I've set morality aside. I have no regrets. For though I've led a double life, at least I can say, I've lived. Yeah, so that's um, that's Double Life. That's from uh, TBWA London for PlayStation. And it's... Uh, it's an unbelievable piece of work and directed by uh, John Budgen, who also did the famous Nike tag commercial that won like Cannes Grand Prix Nike play. And it's just a guy being chased around New York, um, being tagged by someone and trying to tag other people. It's a really, really nice piece. I'd recommend anyone who hasn't seen that. Go watch it. It's a lovely, lovely piece. Yeah, so this, um, this came out in 1999 was uh, at this stage in 1999 video games had been the 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 arcade console that went from the 80 that went from the 70s and the death of arcades then into home gaming with 8-bit 16-bit into the household went from being a child's christmas thing in the early 90s to then teenagers them growing up in the 90s and then there being teenagers 18 and then older people getting involved today in 1999 everyone plays video games do you know what i mean and that's what this was trying to i think do was trying to kind of communicate that you don't have to feel silly don't under underestimate yeah. the, the power it was, of this it was a lifestyle ad more than a yeah. gaming ad yeah definitely and and this is around that time i i remember that like it was what's in your house do you have do you have a playstation do you have an n64 or do you have a you know what i mean it was it was around that time and like it's just one of it's just so damn powerful like what's interesting then about playstation so there's two documentaries if anyone's interested in gaming i would recommend watching yes there there is game over right and then there is console wars can i and add then, to that as well just a yeah, third go one for it. high score on netflix high score sorry that's the other one high score oh there's three okay yeah all on netflix by the way oh one was on sky I think the console wars is on Sky. So, and then there's obviously um, the Donkey Kong one. King of Kong. King of Kong. And there's a few other ones around King of There's another one around all the same characters of King of Kong, but it's about like a really weird game. It's, anyway, but it kind of gives you context for the arcade domination. And then you move into... So console wars for me is one of the best ones. So that documents it's like a six-part limited series that documents nintendo versus sega and arcade gaming dying and nintendo bringing it into the home and it's all around like the marketing of it the advertising sega japan versus sega america um and like how like they were brought in to like try and take over nintendo and all, all this stuff it's really really it's really interesting like how a brand was built and like and for this i was looking at a lot of sega stuff like sega does and nintendo don't and like sega was all about creating this kind of cutting edge brand and sega did win for a while but what was interesting around playstation so there's a really cool cool thing in that documentary at the end there's this whole pushback between sega japan sega um us and sega us is killing it but sega japan's like giving them all blah 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 giving them shit about it right 
and Sega had been like they'd done the 16-bit versus the 8-bit Nintendo and then the SNES came out with 16-bit and it was like fuck what are we going to do Sega had set up to go compact disc right that's what they were done to do they were done to deal with Sony to do compact disc gaming right Sega Japan pulled the plug and refused to partner with Sony Sony said fuck it we put all this money into this let's launch our own thing yeah wow PlayStation <laughs> wow that's amazing that, I, didn't know that, I didn't know how that came about that's why PlayStation that's why Sony got into the space Sony were getting in with Sega because which makes sense Sony was like Walkmans and stuff why the fuck was it's they not their core competency why would so they Sega risk it had all? convinced them to do this deal that there was going to be loads of money in it and they had like invested in developing the technology and this is how you do the competition the amount of information the amount of memory and stuff you'd have on it and Sega US were like yep yeah, we're on board for this we can do the sales and there was just this oh, huge push up between Sega US and Sega Japan and like considering how big Sega was like those guys were like working out of like hotels in Sega US they just got no respect from Sega Japan <laughs> and uh, they just pulled the plug they didn't want to do the deal and then Sony went right fuck yous did it anyway I spent all my confirmation money on a uh Sony PlayStation One. Did you? Yeah, that was that was my first console I bought was with my uh, confirmation money. Um, I got the, uh, you know, when they had the bun, they, they still do bundle packs, but it, they were massive back then. And I had um, Atlantis, the video game. For me, uh, yeah, as I said, I, I didn't have a PlayStation, um, N sixty four, but um, yeah, I just think this was, it was a really interesting time. Like it's funny for the show what you showed, which was like how cinematic and modern and kind of cult video games have become you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i could go onto wikipedia and be like that character is six foot ten he was born in 2511 you know what i mean this type of information it's like the it's like a show bible from from a series is is now exactly uh, for games are, are part of the ether a halopedia do you know what i mean that's yeah. stuff like or the star wars one wikipedia you know it's like people want to live in these spaces and what i'm showing is the transition when the kind of brand went it's okay it's okay to be obsessed with this this is not a child's thing i love the, what i love about the double life ad because uh, um, as, as we talked about before this i, I nearly chose that as well mm -hmm. that the there's the, the delivery is mm -hmm. and the shot composition i think is, is just beautiful it's directed absolutely gorgeously yep. it's edited really really well uh and it felt like i was watching a live adaptation of a rudyard kipling poem or something just that mm -hmm. prose it was just just the copy was just so poetic and storyful and it brought you in and you could understand the rationale of why these people what they do what they do i just thought yeah. it, was, it was just a gorgeous piece like what i loved there was little subtle things like for me it reminded me of something that spike lee would have made in the 90s just that straight down camera, black and white kind of cut in. But like when the two guys are standing in the council estate at the car and about sometimes I indulge in violence and then they're wearing the creepy mask. I'm just like, there's there's Clockwork Orange. It's a uh, real, uh, but the characters were East End gangsters. But that's what I mean. It's like this reference, this creepy reference. You're like, oh, he yeah. indulges in violence. Oh, no. And um, it's kind of like, and even the the there was a play on the monotony like some of those kind of northern accents have this monotonous tone the amount at the start mm. he is nothing if not monotonous and his delivery is monotonous it's kind but of that like, works perfect 
That's what I mean. So it's it's this starting out like this to be like, and everyone's delivery is so like, it's it's just done so interestingly. But you it could it have overacted the, that so much. But it adds to the, the that deadpan nature adds to that juxtaposition of what they're the words that they're actually saying. I've commanded armies, yeah. legions, and thousands, but they're saying it in such a that it could be reading the the ingredients of a packet of crisps. You know what I mean in terms of their their tone and and their cadence. It sounds like they're doing voiceover and they're being filmed. That's how deadpan the the kind of acting is. You know when someone's doing, yeah. they're just concentrating on what they're saying. And everything else is kind of secondary. You know Isn't it mean? funny that both ads now that we've shown, uh, there's no footage. There's no game footage included in any of the ads. And I had to stay away from, I was looking at the kind of Sega, Nintendo, 16-bit, 8-bit stuff, like all the stuff with Sega, when Sega had that catchphrase, Sega, and this really fast catchphrase. And um, it was all like uh double dragon footage of the 16 bit it was all this shitty footage and i was like yeah okay i know these ads but this is not like i don't love this ad like all the footage is absolute trash it's like yeah. why when you have the transition scenes in games now it's like the motion like it's done cinematically like the I actual did, I, gameplay is yeah i had that with modern warfare uh to the old the, the old trailer back in back in the day because I remember when that came out and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to play this game. And the game was class and absolutely mm. loved it. They don't do campaign games like that anymore. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to show that one. And then I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. Oh, I remember that scene. I remember that, I remember yeah. that part. I was like, it doesn't age as well. Do you know, because no. things move on. Things get better. You know, you have the things get that. Uh, but even when I go back and like a reference... You reference, I reference GoldenEye or SSX and I go back and play them now I'm like the, the graphics just don't they don't really hold up if, if they try and go if you're trying to go realistic the graphics don't hold up if you take a cartoonish approach like a Fortnite kind of direction make your own thing it'll hold up because mm. it's not because real life is always going to get better 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 so like SSX actually kind of three I think holds up I played that recently enough because they went off in a more cartoonishy type of thing yeah you know I mean so it's Less, always going to be different it's like you don't watch a Disney movie and be like geez that doesn't look like real life you know yeah, what I mean exactly yeah 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 um, but, you know watching Polar Express that uncanny that <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no I think that like it's so weird that in our lifetime, we've seen a massive, massive industry pop up. Mm. Entertainment industry. Like, that's what's insane. Uh, like, the gaming industry is worth, gaming. it's worth more than the film, music, and some other uh, industry combined. That's how, that's how big gaming is now. They're trying uh, to get it into the it still goes Olympics. under the radar. Like, they're trying you to know? get into the Olympics, like. It's mad. Um, it has its own YouTube, Twitch. Like, it, <laughs> like it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, okay, so uh, I think there are two good entries. If you want to go, Aaron, for your need to know this week, my need to know. Think? My need to know. I, I'm actually going to. I, I need from my need to know. I need to read my notes because there's uh, a lot in this need to know. So. This is, uh, a lot of you probably, uh, people who are listening or watching might have heard about the TikTok world event that was that was on recently. And it was basically uh, TikTok doing 
a big a big major event going here's all the the ways brands can engage with us in you know all the new uh, things they've brought to their platform and there was a load so i'm gonna gonna fly through some of the some of the quick ones um uh, not all these are available straight away they'll be coming out over the next next while um but uh this business showcase event one of the big ones was an update to of tiktok creator marketplace so that's where it helps brands find influencers uh, in their niche uh, and help them with business promotion so there's a lot of matching of profiles to brands you're selling this these people are the right people to, to partner up with uh, and do it so it's kind of like a discovery tool really essentially for um content creators on on tiktok with, with business who want to go so with them so you can filter by uh, the type of content that they post locations oh. all that kind of stuff so it seems to be really impressive um pairing tool that puts a lot of power into the brands uh, to be able to find content creators really quickly and that are relevant uh, to them there's better performance uh, mar- uh monitoring uh, as a result uh, of all these ca- campaigns there's uh, also a thing called open application campaigns where brands list their campaigns and then content creators can uh, pitch to become part of that that campaign so um you put up your selling this hamburger or whatever uh, and then sorry someone at the door okay sorry about that that's all right so is there from open application campaigns there's also a thing called open application campaigns so brands can list the campaigns that they have so they're selling a certain product they put it up there and basically content creators can pitch to be part of that campaign what their idea would be to to promote that so again it's it's putting a lot of um a lot of tools for putting the two sides together mm. which is really cool they've also launched uh, an api sorry i ran up the what's stairs. wrong with you I ran up the stairs oh mate no 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 i just uh, but... they've also launched uh, an api for third-party insights so they've they've launched it with three partners to start off with captivate influential and whaler but they'll be adding in more APIs as the time goes on. And um, they have the TikTok Creative Exchange. So this is a self-serve uh, platform matching brands with uh, vetted creators. So again, more into the brands matching together. Mm-hmm. There's a creative center. So that's where brands can explore case studies and showcases of really good examples of ads, how they work, the business performance behind them. So it that's really where... Um, that's at your planning stages of campaigns really to go okay what's the trends what's going on what seems to be working really well from tiktok from a brand point of view so that that puts a lot of kind of power into the planning side of things as well going okay well we know our direction now what what actually is going to work specific uh, to tiktok 
Um, there's also a video editor tool which uh, includes some of the copyrighted music. Obviously, music is so bedrock in the TikTok platform uh, in all the content <clears throat> there, uh, and has also partnered with Vimeo Create for a load of templates as as part of it. And one of the things that I thought was the coolest thing that they've launched is a thing called dynamic scene. So that's where they'll break your videos into loads of different scenes uh, and they'll basically reassemble, reassemble it to create hundreds of different variations of that ad uh, to what performs best. So they'll add, they could add music, they could add different transitions. So basically they'll do hundreds of these variations and it'll test it across you know all the all the different uh, impressions that they're seeding out to see which one is working so, uh, the best. So do you have to give them? They're hardly going to take the final asset because if they cut it up, it'll it won't make any sense. I, I, I don't know the exact specifics of how it works, okay. but I, I I don't know if it's to give them a load of ingredients of ads or if it is the the, the final the final asset. I, I I'm not too sure exactly the specifics, but that's basically sounds like AB testing on steroids within the TikTok platform yeah. uh, it, itself and then they've done a lot on TikTok shopping so displaying links uh, the product cards that come up uh, throughout an actual TikTok where you can literally click straight away uh, dynamic showcase ads uh, so that's for brands where they wouldn't have the, maybe the creative resource to do a lot of the shopping type ads they make it easier to create those using templates just drag and drop different um, images and insert price Mm -hmm. and they've also uh, this one this is one for all you media buyers out there they've added in reach and uh, frequency based buying as well uh, on, on the platform so right. uh, lots lots happened in that event um, so, and it's a lot to unpack there so I think anyone who's working in social um, it's it's another headache to get, a, get your so head around TikTok, all the different variations TikTok have just and finally announced they're no longer cool yeah. That's, that's essentially what's happened now so every whatever second t- 12 year olds are doing in five years that'll be the next thing that has to become uncool mm. um yeah no that's that all sounds like a fucking ton of stuff yeah for people to get yeah. their head around um but it's look it's it's good news you know what i mean from an advertising point of view if the audience are there i just hope they don't compromise their platform for advertisers if I'm well honest. everything seems very native to the platform which kind of sounds great in terms of it's not just oh no it's just interstitials you buy you know what I mean it's it seems to be quite creator led yeah matching brands right trying to make it as relevant as possible to the brands you know sh- shopping but it's based on the actual TikTok you're seeing of mm-hmm. say someone walking in a suit a product card for that uh, those shoes might come up that you can click and buy great. all within the ecosystem you great know? in so principle but let's see how it works in practice out of yeah. curiosity you know what i mean hopefully they've they've taken long enough and they're aware they need to protect what they have otherwise they'll go the way of the dinosaur fastest ever platform in the world to get a billion users yes that's on the back of getting a billion users there uh, very recently so makes sense though because all the other platforms when they're launched people not everyone had phones mm. <laughs> so whereas this one way more people have phones when this was launched so yeah um, so that is uh, that's my need to know for for this week guys thanks so much for listening slash watching um if you want to see any of the older episodes go to uh, workwithfo.ie forward slash podcasts and all the older stuff is up there 
And obviously, if you want to get in touch with any themes or any good ads that you think maybe should have been in this episode, please do comment or DM us or whatever. And just reach out. And uh, yeah, and it's it's really good to get all your feedback lately. And uh, we're really enjoying doing the pod. So we have loads more to come. Thank you.